Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, trailblazer and growth architect. I'm glad you're here today. We have got a fantastic conversation lined up that you're you're going to want to get your notepad out for this one because you're going to learn a lot about how to grow your traffic and your results from your website. It's an extremely powerful conversation we have lined up today. And uh, it's going to be fantastic. By the way, I want to say a huge thank you to everybody that is out there right now. It's amazing. We're already in September as this is being recorded. We're about to head into the fourth quarter. This is the time that we've got to drive and thrive and move into the rest of the year. And I just want to say a huge hats off to everyone who is working hard in sales in marketing, driving to make sure we finish this year strong. And our commitment to the Revenue Growth Podcast is to bring you ideas to help you grow faster. I want to say a huge thank you to our friends at Selling from the Heart. You know, uh, I get to co-host the Selling from the Heart podcast, but because of that, we're actually launching the 2021 Trust Building Challenge. It's coming your way October 4th through 8th. Why a trust building challenge, Daryl? Here's the answer. I believe the number one issue facing sales and marketing professionals right now is trust. It's the big roadblock. So we've decided to bring some of the best people. We actually, Larry and I asked the question, who would we like to coach us in building trust? So go to 2021trustchallenge.com right now. I'm going to scroll it across the bottom of the screen and check out the roster of professionals that are going to be coaching us on how to build trust faster and how to sustain trust. And whether you're in sales or marketing or own a company, you're absolutely going to appreciate um, the content in this challenge. It's going to be 12 to 1 Eastern every day that first week in October, first week in the fourth quarter. Great way to start the fourth quarter strong. Bring your whole sales team and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you there. Wow, we have got a great episode lined up today. This is going to be hyper practical and extremely powerful in helping you grow your business. Uh, Our guest today, Michael Bozinski, is the CEO of Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing. He is a lifelong entrepreneur. He's a digital marketer. He's a thought leader and an author. And he, I mean, you start looking at this guy's accolades, he's got it going on. He's recognized all over the place, including being a visionary marketer by the American Marketing Association. And he is really dedicated to helping entrepreneurs avoid the time drain and frustration of managing digital marketing campaigns. So we're going to call him Buzz because that's what he likes to be called. He's the author of The Rule of 26. So Buzz, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here, man. What's up? What's going on? (laughs) Not much, man. Living life, living the dream. Hey, congratulations, by the way, on uh, achieving international best-selling status on The Rule of 26. That is super exciting. And it's so great to see uh, your message getting traction out there in the marketplace and 
you know, this is a time right now where I think a lot of business owners and also sales professionals, sales leaders who are tasked with marketing um, are really scratching their heads about what are we supposed to do with our website? How do we make this thing more productive? <laughs> and uh, the rule of 26 uh, is a really practical explanation of how to do that. So would you be kind enough, unpack what is the rule of 26? What's with this number? <laughs> sure. So the rule of 26 is basically the shortcut of shortcuts when it comes to creating a website marketing strategy. Um, most service-centric businesses struggle with their website marketing because they have nowhere to start. And so a lot of agencies struggle for the first 90 days because they, ha they have to do that research for their clients. When I found a way to basically just cut to the chase, what, what's the fewest amount of key performance indicators or KPIs that we can focus on that'll do the most revenue needle moving? Right. And so the rule Love of 26 it. is a mathematical rule. And so basically, when you increase your uh, unique traffic to your website by 26%, and then increase your conversion rate by 26%, and increase your average revenue per client by 26%, you get a compounded effect of a 100% increase in revenue from your website. Love it. Love it. Oh, how simple and practical. And so this is great. And by the way, this is all in the book, The Rule of 26. And uh, stay tuned. You're going to hear a real cool special offer later oh, there you go. on it. There's the book. Look Ooh. at that. You're looking good, man. Thank looking you, really cool. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's unpack this. There's three okay. things we need to do. The first is you got to increase your web traffic by 26%. Sounds great, Buzz, but how, <laughs> how do I do that? How right. do I do that? Where do you get started? Where do you coach? You get started. Start? Yeah. So the book actually, the majority of the book is that. Like, I don't beat around the bush about the rule of 26 and play a cat and mouse game with you. It's actually a shook. So it's only like 117 pages long because nice, I promise nice. not to waste your time. Right. Read we're on we're busy. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you can read it. Uh, so most people are reading it within three hours. And then they go back and unpack it. But mm. um, but some of the, the real easy stuff that uh, we talk about in the book, and I say we, I talk about in the book, is the networking that we do as individuals, human beings talking to other human beings throughout their day. Um, they, they forget to push people to their website. There's so much information that you've spent blood, sweat, and tears to get perfect on your website. And you don't always have the time to unpack that in a networking event. And mm -hmm. so um, one of the, the um, tactics that I shared is something that I did myself, which is actually put my website and my, my, uh, uh, my company name on a pen. And I took my pen. I take pens with me everywhere. And when I go to sign a bill, I leave the pen. Um, I'll even Everybody swap gets out. A pen. Everybody gets a pen. Somebody asked for, if you have an extra pen, and then I, I say keep it, and it's there. And you just keep a couple in your in your jacket pocket, and mm -hmm. it goes. And within like for me, it was I was in a town of about three hundred seventy thousand people. Within sixteen months, I started seeing my pen circulating in places I'd never been before. I think that, I love that actually. That's so clever because it's such guerrilla marketing, right? It's taking something that's so old school, right? right. So old school, a pen. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, costing next to nothing. Right. And then integrating that with the web. And so you actually saw increase in traffic on your web from handing out pens. 
and the and the 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 key was one is make it a good pen. So I made it a tri sided bic pen, something somebody would hold on to because it's got that right. ergo feel to mm-hmm. it. One side had the name of the business, the other side had a name of the or the uh, slogan, and the other had just my website, not the phone number, just the website. Because nobody's just going to call, oh, your slogan's cool. I'll just give you a call. No. Right. And when they lose, they ultimately will lose the pen. That's how they get circulated so widely. Um, you're going to remember that URL a lot faster than you are going to remember a phone number. That's really cool. What else What else are you coaching folks do to, to increase web traffic? So a lot of people spend a lot of time on social media. And as much as social media is a part of digital marketing and people can't ignore it, they use they try to use it as their traffic, um, organic social media as a traffic tool. And I have found, and in research has shown, is that organic social media is only one-seventh as profitable as organic search engine marketing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I preach SEO. Because one, it's a long game. I have a website that I built back in 2012. We stopped having to deal with it because we just didn't, we're not changing anything with it anymore in 2015. It still gets two to three um, forms filled out per week. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's, a, it's long lasting. The effects can be long lasting. Well, that brings up a good question. It's kind of a little bit of a, a, a sidebar and detour here, but I think it's a really important question that I, I was wanting to ask you is we're here now in 2021. How how are you seeing SEO changing um, as, as we're moving now? You know, obviously this isn't anything new. Lots of people are competing for um, for that space, probably more than ever times 100,000, <laughs> right? I right? mean, there's everybody, you know, 10, 10, 15 years ago, you could do SEO and, and get um, get results pretty quickly. There's a lot of competition now. Where do you where do you see the what's what's changing? What's working? What's what's in what's out in, in from your perspective on search placement? I think that uh, organic search marketing is coming down to authenticity. And it's one of the reasons I really focus on service-centric businesses, because that's where you can really hone in on the individuality of each business owner. And people buy from other people that they like and trust. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of funny, you were talking about the 2021 trust challenge. I'm like, yes, I'm in. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's totally what we go for. Come and, on, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and so with, with search engine marketing, it's the same uh, concept. I mean, mm-hmm. so many SEOs will be out there that, you know, they they look at the fundamentals and they forget about the marketing. So they're looking at, you know, speed, uh, speed loads for their website, uh, keyword densities and all these things that are technical. Mm-hmm. But in the end, if you market yourself and really establish your new unique selling position properly and how you are uh, uniquely fitted to solve the problem that people are looking for, you're going to win, period. And you're going to do it with a lot less traffic than other people because Mm -hmm. you're going to target those keywords to the people who you really want to connect with. And so one of the things that I always tell people is niche down to your perfect client and then talk to them directly. You know, we were talking about Donald Miller in in backstage and Mm -hmm. and having that story brand and Mm -hmm. starting your website with your story brand uh, statement. Be very specific. It's on mine. 
you know, we simplify website marketing. And then we talk about the fact that most companies struggle with getting predictable, profitable revenue from their website. And so yeah. we solve that with the rule of 26 and our tools. And so I think that that's the secret is to be you, try not to be everything to everyone and be very specific who you want to serve. Well, that's music to my ears. And and I'm a firm believer in the power of understanding your ideal client. It focuses your sales efforts and it focuses your message. It focuses your marketing. Everything focuses when you understand that you're not trying to sell to everyone. Another another uh, friend we were talking about in the pre-show is Mike Michalowicz, right? We're oh, yes. Fans of Mike and, and yes. in the pumpkin plan, right? My right. famous quote, not all clients are created equal. Um, understand that ideal client. And, and I, you know, looking at that through the lens of search engine marketing um, is something that I think is, is often missed over uh, missed and, and overlooked by a lot of companies. Uh, Cause we try to, so many companies try to just be general, right? Mm. We just want to get it's the worst thing to do in, in search. Yeah. I mean, really, if you think about it, the most profitable search terms are at least four words long. And the longer they are, the closer that person is to making a buying decision. So they've decided what their problem is and they decided what the solution is. They're just looking to figure out who they're going to get that problem solved with. And that's where people need to look at those. And, you know, I run into some clients or potential clients, I should say, because you usually have to turn them away because they have unrealistic expectations in that they try to, oh, I want this keyword that has 135,000 uh volume search volume per month and i'm like yeah that's great what happens when one percent of those people call you in a month can you even handle that bandwidth right and 90 percent of the time it's no and so 90 percent of the time i have to say no like why don't we look at the the search volumes that will actually help your business because if you can't give a predictable um experience to your potential clients you're going to lose so many and that's actually worse than never talking to them Ever. Ah, you're speaking my love language, Buzz. That's great. Um, and, and I think this is this is something really, uh, it's actually very encouraging uh, because I know a lot of companies, um, especially smaller, medium-sized companies have, have really struggled with what do we do on search, right? You know, right. In, in whatever category that you're in, you know, to try to get uh, search for that one word, right? The magic <laughs> word that everyone's going to search for. Or that one word plus your city name, you know? It's, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. So this is very different. And, and what does that look like? Um, I just want to to go down this road just a little bit further sure. for a minute. Um, what does it What does it look look like to have an authentic voice from the perspective of of Google and the search engines? So it goes back down to context and authenticity, right? So you need to use words that are in context to what your perfect client's going to use to find you without ever knowing who you are, mm -hmm. right? So what are they using? What kind of research are they doing on the internet to figure out how to deal with whatever problem they have? And what words do they use to describe their problem? Um, because a lot of times what I find is, especially like in the medical fields, they think that we as normal people know all of the Greek and uh and latin words to all the things that are wrong with us right it's not no you know? my head hurts right <laughs> head hurts, yeah and uh so or, yeah. you know it's like you got to use the layman terms you know um and, and i run into it too sometimes um we just relaunched our website and you know we're doing seo on our own website and i found out that 
you know, I'm, I'm writing above a fifth grade level. And so I have to, you know, dumb it down a little bit just because you yeah. need to. It's not yeah. that people are stupid. They just, they don't want to have to digest that fast, that, mm -hmm. that much, right? Mm -hmm. They want it easy handed to them. You got eight seconds on that first page to get their attention. And every new page, you got about another eight seconds to keep their attention, you know? And if you can get them to two to three pages, you have a higher chance of them converting into whatever you're trying to convert them. If you, whether it be call you, fill out a form, email you, schedule an appointment, whatever your call to action is, basically every page has to be focused on that right there. And so for the local folks, yes, obviously you're going to need to mention the fact that you live in, you know, your, your office is in say Chicago, but what about like the different areas of Chicago? right? Because Chicago is a big place and say you're an orthopedic surgeon and you only can handle what, you know, a section, uh, maybe, a, uh, maybe a dentist better. Um, dentists are usually very localized, you know, and they only have room for so many patients, new patients every month. So being localized, I mean, micro localized, get, get down to your neighborhood type of mm -hmm. localization and then be specific about that. Um, and then what type of dentistry are you really good at? Because so many dentists are such generalists and it's like the ones who do sedation dentistry, or maybe they do, um, uh, root canals really well, or maybe they do veneers really well. Focus on that. You're still going to get people to come in and get their teeth cleaned. Don't get, <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's, but if you focus on what your most profitable and most rewarding service is for you as a businesser, as a service provider, you're always going to win every time. Well, so we got to get off this topic of root canals because uh, <laughs> we're losing the audience. Uh, but that's that's really good insight on this, and I think it's a good thing to think about aligning. You know, once you've built your ideal client profile and you really focus that in, how can you make sure that the message on your website um, is really aligned with that uh, the, the exact words that they're using? It's one of the reasons I'm a big fan of interviewing ideal clients because they'll tell you the words to say, right? Mm -hmm. Use yeah. their language. That's that's so good. So good. Well, so uh, 26, rule of 26. First rule of 26, grow web traffic by 26%. Uh -huh. Second rule of 26 is around conversion, right? Am I paying right. attention? Yes, you are. Doing All a very right. good job. And we've already kind of, we, we already really touched on a lot of that, right? We we're talking about keeping their attention, getting mm -hmm. getting their attention within eight seconds, getting them to do something uh, on that first page and get them to do something on the second page if needed so that they can convert, right? And um, I have a great story that uh, I share a lot with the dentist. Actually, it's kind of funny that, that it's going to segue to that. No but, more root canals, right? Uh, no more root canals. Okay. Actually, <laughs> it was, this is it, a root canal free, free zone. Show, there you go. Yes. Just so you know. <laughs> so I was working with a dentist and they had a good website. But for some reason, they noticed that everybody was going to the meet the doctors page and then leaving. And so we went back to it and we found out that Oh, this is the only page that doesn't have a call to action. Oh. And so we went ahead and put a call to action that followed the content down with it and the sites. And it increased their overall conversions by 300% within about 45 days. Oh, wow. Yeah, very, it was very just, just something as simple as that. So conversion optimization is an art and a science. And it is all, both of them are fuzzy. Right, because what hap what what works for one say lawyer does not necessarily work for the other, especially if they have different focuses, right? And what works for a New York lawyer is not going to necessarily work for an LA lawyer because their clients are different. 
So you always have to look at that. You go, we kind of go back to that story brand, kind of go back to that pumpkin plan um, and everything that you've ever read about marketing, which is be very specific and talk with your potential client. Don't talk at them, right? Mm -hmm. Use you, put yourself into their shoes and then talk that conversation. The more conversational you can get in your content and, and more to the point you can be, the easier it's going to read and the easier you make it to read and segment that message, the longer they're going to be there. And the longer they're there, the more they're going to ingest your brand and they're going to start to feel like you're right there talking to them. Mm -hmm. And now they're, they're building this trust in the back of their mind subconsciously, the more they read you, what you have to say. And that's why I'm, I, I rarely allow um, a client to let me write their content without them going back and saying, now put it in your voice because mm -hmm. it needs to sound like you are on the end of a phone when they're reading it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it's, it's interesting over the years, Buzz, I've looked at so many different websites and <laughs> one of the things most of them have in common is they have terrible calls to action or, you know, even worse, no calls to action, right? <laughs> yes, yes those things, are the worst. <laughs> uh, you know, the contact us button is going to be, <sighs> uh, be the, 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 the. They stopped the conversation at contact us. Like right. you just went from first person to fourth person. Like, right. Yes. Like, where did you, where did you go here? So <laughs> Total like, disconnect. So if someone's in, in call to action rehab, you know, and they've realized, wow, our website's like that salesperson that never asks a closing question. Right. Right. Um, which most many, many companies, websites are, are, are not asking for the next step, which right. is a shame. What, mm -hmm. what are some quick actions someone can take to at least begin to, you know, uh, rehab their conversion problem? So that's a great question. The, it really depends on where you're at in the website, right? Mm -hmm. And the worst one is the one you have at the header of the homepage, you have, we do this, contact us. <laughs> and it's like, you just call, it's, it's just like getting on the phone with a, a, a cold call and going, hi, my name is. Daryl and I sell books. Well, right. buy one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know what that book is. Does right. it? Does it connect with me? Can I use it? That whole nine yards, right? And so, one is don't ask too early, and then the second is don't ask too late. So don't get mm -hmm. to the end of the page and it be the first time you've asked them to do something. You mm -hmm. don't always have to ask for the sale. You could ask them to just take a quick quiz to self qualify them, right? to make sure that they're a perfect client for you mm -hmm. because them not contacting you and they're not a perfect client actually just saved you time, energy, and money. Uh, you just bring up such a great point. And how many times, uh, you know, we get involved in sales and marketing alignment um, conversations and helping companies do that. And how many times sales like these leads are garbage. They're not qualified. Right. Yeah. Uh, because we just like, we took anybody that would, Please, right. please give us your email address. You know, hey, right. I got a lead, right? That's why appointment centers are such a waste of people's money mm, because they get paid by the appointment. They don't get paid mm -hmm. by the quality of the appointment. Right. Right. And so it's like, okay, what's your close rate? Depends on the quality of the lead. That's right. right? If I get good leads, shoot, I got an 80%, 90% close rate. You give me garbage leads, I got a 20%, 15% close rate, right? And then the next thing is keep it conversational. So like mm -hmm. on my website, it's like, let's start, let, let's get you started if it's at the end where I'm actually asking a sale or schedule a free demo of one of our programs. That's conversation still, right? And, and you, I'm telling you what's going to happen 
when you click here. When you just say contact us, it's like, well, how am I gonna? Am I calling you? Am I emailing you? Am I filling out forms? What? What? There's confusion, and once you confuse your user, you lose them. So you spend all this time building this trust and likability, and then you waste it by Gone. just being cold in this button of nothingness. The button <laughs> of nothingness. You heard it here first, folks. The button of nothingness. You That's got it, so buddy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so we got 26% increase in traffic, 26% increase, increase in conversion rate, 26% increase in revenue per transaction. Did I get that right? Re uh, average average uh, revenue, revenue per client per because client. Okay. in service-centric, we're not always in one transaction, mm -hmm. right? We could have a retainer-based business. Beautiful. We could have ongoing consulting going on, uh, coaching where you get coached once here, but then maybe over here you get cross-sold for an, another coaching program. Um, services that you have that have maintenance to them. So if you're like an HVAC person, you know how many times are you going to see that person in a year? And in the book, we talk about one year. So you could look at lifetime revenue, Mm -hmm. But let's just keep it to one year. Let's keep it simple. Let's, you're going to find that about me. The longer you talk to me, the, the more I try to keep things as simple as possible because awesome. who has time to figure out the lifetime? Like, okay, <laughs> let's just, just, let's just start with this, these next 12 A months. Okay. <laughs> yeah. One year. And so the biggest thing that I find is that, um, professionals, service-based professionals don't even charge enough. And so we increase <laughs> their, what they're actually charging for. And then if it's not what they're charging, it's what they're offering. Yeah. Because a lot of people think, well, I can I get them in really cheap so that then then I can prove myself and then we can go up this this value ladder, which is fine as long as the next step is the profitable step for you. Because mm -hmm. that first step of the value ladder, it's a lead generation step. Mm -hmm. I get it. But that second one, you have to be stepping right into profitability because if you've got to prove yourself three times before you're profitable, you're going to be a miserable, miserable business owner. I know because I did it for 15 years. I had a creative agency, multi-seven-figure creative agency, 25 employees, 13,000 square foot facility, blah, 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 blah. I was successful, right? No, I was miserable. And what was the one thing that I could have changed? What we charged. Mm -hmm. We never charged correctly. That right there is a game changer. It's so funny. I was I was uh, doing a growth strategy with a, a manufacturing company a couple of weeks back, and um, you know that part of their goal, and or I'm a firm believer that if you drive number of clients and revenue per client and grow modestly in both of those, it's math, right? Mm -hmm. It's like twenty six percent. You're going to double your revenue in thirty six months, and so we were we were looking at their revenue per client goal, and the CEO of the company was like, "That's easy. We'll just raise our price by I think it was like thirteen percent or whatever." Done. Problem solved. But you know what? I laughed, <laughs> but. Are you easy. charging enough? Yeah. Right. Would the market right. bear uh, bear a higher price, and and for, especially for the value you're delivering? Mm -hmm. And you know, it, ironically, in my services, um, in my personal experience uh, over the last 15, 18 years, it seems like, especially in the professional services work I've done, the times I've raised price because I had too much demand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The problem it created more demand. 
right? It would right? just like, like <laughs> I raised my have. price because I was on the road too much, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. ultimately I redid my business model, but you know, it was interesting. <laughs> Every time I bumped the price up, it, it added more demand. Now I know not everybody, there's price sensitivity in some of these markets, but I, I agree wholeheartedly that we're not charging enough in most mm -hmm. cases. And we're not mm -hmm. offering enough. There's always, right. always, always more. And the thing is this, if you are, if you are competing on price, you are at the race to the bottom. Yeah. Cause it's anybody can, yeah. I mean, and if you're, and if your service is up against some big boys in the, in the, in the whole scheme of things, you are going to get demolished because they have scale mm -hmm. and that scale is going to be out. They'll be able to use lost leaders much longer than you can ever hold on. Yep. And you'll be in debt and you'll be miserable. You'll be bankrupt and you'll be looking for a job job. Wow. That's so encouraging. So uh, raise your, <laughs> no, seriously. This raise is, your this prices raise and your be prices. profitable. And, and you know what? It, the interesting thing about that as a strategy right now is, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's inflation. People are expecting <laughs> right? your costs are going up as right. well. Right. Um, and we'll continue. And this is a time that, you know, you have to raise your prices, but it's a good time. Uh, but don't just do it by 2%. Right. Try to get up to 26%. Yeah. And if it's not this, if it, and so another thing that we look at is if your core is not 26% more, mm -hmm. are there ancillary services and mm -hmm. or complementary products that can go with your service that can add 26% more revenue to it? Bingo. Do you want fries with that? Right. right. It's, yeah. The soft um, serve, the, the, the dessert. <laughs> there you do you want to, do you want to extra large that? You know, those types of things. And, you know, in on my website, you know, we looked at it and we said, okay, there's some people with more money than time and others with more time than money. Mm -hmm. And if you have more time than money, you are looking for do-it-yourself mm -hmm. uh, opportunities, right? And as you become more successful, you flip that and you all of a sudden you have more money than time. And so you're willing to pay somebody else to take care of some so you can buy that time back. Because mm -hmm. time... Uh, unfortunately for entrepreneurs is the one commodity that we love to waste and it's the only one we can't replace. Mm, wow. And so I want to put my clients on the road of buying back time whenever they can. And if it's, Hey, we need to get you a DIY tool to get you to the, maybe the done with you and then eventually done for you. Mm -hmm. Then we're just watching you grow and be more successful. And your success is my success. I'm your marketing fiduciary, and that's how I I join my uh, clients in their journey, and uh, and that's why I have clients that I've had for 16, 17 years. Love it. Well, Buzz, how can we get? You've got a special offer for us on this uh, this book, the twenty six, the rule of twenty six. Tell us more about it. And I'm just so grateful you've shared uh, your time here today. Well, I appreciate you letting me share my stories and a little bit. Hopefully, somebody got something out of it. Um, so I am offering a. Uh, a special offer on the book. Um, we're on Amazon. And so if you go to Amazon and uh, buy the ebook and then email me a screenshot of your purchase, I will send you a free signed copy directly to you. And you can email me at buzz, B-U-Z-Z, at buzzworthy.biz. That's with two Z's, B-U-Z-Z, W-O-R. Thy.biz, and you can check us out at buzzworthy.biz that has everything there, including the book. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's extremely generous. And uh, Buzz, I will put that in the show notes. I just want to say a sincere thank you 
on behalf of everybody in the Revenue Growth Podcast audience and community, uh, we really appreciate you investing in us today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. Wow, what an incredibly, I told you this was going to be a practical conversation. I love this conversation with Buzz. I love the practical nature of what can you do? You got three areas to focus on right now, traffic, conversion, and revenue. Three very practical things. I challenge you, go get that book right now. Links in the show notes. And and let's take action right now. This is the time to get it done. We've been saying all year, you got to get it done in 2021. What would it mean to you if you could double the revenue coming through your website, double the leads and, and all of that? These are very practical things that you can do and put to work right away. I want to say a huge thank you to Convergo for helping back the Revenue Growth Podcast. If you need a plan to grow revenue for your business, go to convergo.co and learn about the team of growth strategists that can help you accelerate your growth. Make sure to check out the 2021 Trust Building Challenge. It is going to help you accelerate your speed to heart, as we like to say. It's going to help you build trust faster. So 2021trustchallenge.com, check that out. And for everybody leaving reviews on the podcast, I want to say a huge thank you. Um, we're new on YouTube. We're new on Facebook video and LinkedIn. So, hey, put a comment in there, leave a review, let other people know about it. Give us a like and a share and help us spread the word because right now, this is the time where, as we've been saying, we've got to drive and thrive to grow revenue. So we have got an exciting lineup of guests this fall. You are going to love what's ahead on the Revenue Growth Podcast. And as always, my goal is to bring you ideas, insights, and innovation that will help you grow faster. So till next time, let's get going and let's get growing. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.